And hello! Um, sitting here in the very draft war room that we held, the auction draft, just a few days ago, um, is me and Evan S. Um, kind of hunkering down here to give you some content when uh, we were told no um, from some other people in the group me about you know a p- potential podcast um, being put together for the, for the draft reaction. So we're here. Doing the hard work um, to provide you the content we need. So, how are you feeling, Evan S? Feeling good. It's it's pretty late at night. Uh, I'm not sure what time you go to bed, but this is getting pretty close to my bedtime. So, mm-hmm. it's a big sacrifice. Yeah. To, to come out and create content, you know, some people in this league just aren't willing to to go the extra extra mile to produce content, but you know, some of us are, and so that's what makes this league great. Right. So we're filling in here. Um, not the normal voice you hear on the Pump Fake Podcast, but um, we're here to do our job. So, what we've got for you today, we've got uh, some draft rankings. Well, we've got each of us, me and Evan, both have our list, 1 to 12, ranked everyone. And then we've got a consensus rankings uh, with the average of the two, um, so that there's no you know individual biases between me and Evan. You can get you know true, unbiased rankings. And then I've got an award for each team um, because I think a big theme that we found is there's no bad teams and everyone is actually pretty even. Even though we're going to rank you from 12 to 1, I don't think the difference between 12 and 1 is that crazy. Um, so since we're on a positive note, I've got an award for every single team um, from the draft. So I agree, and I've got some tear breaks as well to maybe Ooh. make it a little bit um, more clear. But... I do think there's um, three, maybe you could argue four different tiers of teams, but mm. I think overall one to twelve is pretty close. Um, Should we just jump in here? Well, I guess that's kind of my big takeaway from the auction draft. It seemed, I don't know, it seemed. Yeah. Should we just recap the draft? It seemed pretty balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I thought everybody did well. I mean, at first I thought everybody was spending a ton. Um, and then there was some good late round steals because of that. Yeah, I feel like I spent a ton at the beginning, and then I held back, and then when it got to the end, I hadn't spent enough. Mm. So I don't know. I feel, everyone probably has regrets on how they um, spent their budget. I think I definitely mismanaged my budget, but I got players that I liked, so I still like my team. Right, so. and I think that's the other thing here is a lot of these breaks in the rankings here are just based on my personal opinion um so like an example for mine is luke stoltz running backs not they aren't the running backs i would pick but i realize they are very very good running backs and so maybe that's why i have him lower in the rankings than what consensus would say and so that we're splitting hairs here at at this point makes sense Um, because it's your rankings exactly exactly so um we'll jump in here who we should start at 12, right? Yeah. That way, um, I don't know. Just There's more suspense. Start either at the beginning or the end, I guess. Yeah. All right. We're starting at 12. Um, unanimous. Unanimous. We both had, at number 12, Ben P. Um, but I'm not going to be too negative. Honestly, I still think his team is pretty good. Um, let me scroll over to his team here. Um, I mean, any team that has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is dangerous. Yeah. Um, and throwing Zeke in there. Um, having Zeke, Patrick Mahomes, and Kelsey um, is pretty good. But how are you feeling about Zeke this year? Um, I'm not feeling great about Zeke. I was definitely very low on him. Um, some people said that he looks very trim on hard knocks. Not sure how much to read into that. But uh, to me, it looked like he was losing steam last year. And it looked like Tony Pollard was a better running back, I thought. So yeah. another year later... You know, maybe he's gotten into the best shape of his life and he's going to have a great year, but uh, he wasn't going to be on my team. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I was somewhat similar. Um, I had Zeke probably after the Aaron Jones um, tier, which you had Aaron Jones on your team, I think. Um, But he was kind of not in the elite tier of running backs for me, but still he's going to get a ton of workload. And if you believe in the hard knocks hype, he would be a great pick. So, um, Zeke is good. Mahomes. 
Kelsey are great, but these wide receivers, I mean, Oof. you are starting Juju and Jarvis Landry. And James Conner in the flex. And James Conner in the flex. I mean, this very, is a very, very unbalanced team. Very rough uh, in the uh, depth department. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is he does have a benefit here, and he can really use the waiver wire to fill out his team. A lot, of, a lot of these teams, their starting lineups are set, and so maybe they're not going to be hitting the waiver wire as hard because they don't have a spot to put these players. Ben should be all over the waiver wire um, and can increase uh, the strength of his team that way. Yeah, and he does have Michael Thomas, who yeah, who knows, maybe if he comes back, if Jameis is the quarterback, I mean, that could actually be a, yeah. a big addition later in the season. Um, I think the reality with this team is they're going to get some wins. I don't think we see a team this year that starts 0-5 like we've seen in right. the past couple of years where there's a clear bottom feeder. But um, I definitely think, based on the roster, this is the worst team. But there's going to be weeks where they come out, Mahomes, Kelsey, link up for a couple touchdowns, and they're impossible to beat. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, we'll move on here. Number 11 we have in our rankings um, is Eric J. I had him at 11. Evan had him at 10 for a consensus rank of 11 here. 10.5. Um, what's that? 10.5. 10.5. Um, so Eric J., um, I think his team is solid. Um, he's got He's starting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Ronald Jones. That's kind of where I see the yeah. the weakness there. Trying to start Ronald Jones as your RB two, um, but I mean, when you have Waller, Jefferson, Clyde Edwards, Larry, and Rogers, it's still a solid roster. Yeah, um, not sure if he knew uh, Clyde Edwards, Larry picked up an injury. Mm, maybe, yeah, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but. Um, I think that's a fine pick. He definitely paid up for him in the yes. draft. I think it was forty nine dollars. Yes. Um, but don't don't like Ronald Jones as the second best running back. I don't know. To me, Justin Jefferson, I definitely think he's a good player. But in that tier of wide receivers, he seems like the one to me that's more likely to bust than the mm. other top second round uh, traditional wide receivers, just because he. He's only done it one season. Right. That worries me. But yeah. he's probably going to be great. <laughs> and he does have, you could say, the advantage-disadvantage of, of having Darren Waller. So when you pay up for the tight end, the yeah. rest of your roster is going to suffer. But every week he's going to be killing people in the tight end spot. Yeah. I think he's expecting a big breakout from Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. You could tell when he got up there and nominated him that he, he, was, he, he really was excited to, to get him. And he paid up to get him. I think it was 19 or $20. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I don't disagree. I think I think he's a great player, has a great chance to break out. So, I don't know. I just wasn't willing to bid that amount um, on him. Cream Hunt in the flex could have some big games. Yeah, I mean, he's one injury away from being a top. Yeah, <laughs> six, top eight running back. Um, Aaron Rodgers MVP last year probably won't repeat it. Yeah, second highest touchdown rate in NFL history, I think. Yeah, so I mean, even if you see some regression from Aaron Rodgers, still should be a very solid quarterback. Definitely top six, top four potential if he's, um, you know, I mean, he hosted Jeopardy in the offseason, which I think may have sharpened his mental acuity. Maybe. So we may see a new Aaron Rodgers that we've never seen before. I didn't catch any of the episodes, so I'm not sure how he did. Man, I really wanted him to be the host. Yeah, he could have uh, could have been good. I mean, I did you see all this drama with the new host that yeah. got kicked out? <laughs> I did. I, I I don't know what um, happened at all, but I just saw that he stepped down. Uh, the Ringer, they they posted the article that really blew it all up. Oh, so really? it's a very good read for everybody listening. You should uh, Google it. What did he do? Um, basically sexually harassed a lot of women in his office. Um, he asked if they had ever taken nude pictures, and then he asked to see them. And so that gets you fired from being a Jeopardy host. Yep, canceled. That's a no-no. Um, so he's out. But anyways, I also realized, I forgot to do the best award um, for each team. So Ben P, going back, you get the best stack award. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, that's the best stack 
of any team in the league. Um, and then Eric J, what I've got for you is you got QB steal of the draft. Uh, six bucks for Aaron Rodgers. Um, there was a lot of QB steals. Um, once Patrick Mahomes went off the board, uh, it seems like the price for all the quarterbacks dropped. Um, but Aaron Rodgers for six bucks, I'm calling it the steal of the draft for a QB. So just catching up there on the awards. All right, you ready to move on to ten? Sure. All right, I'll let you announce this one. Um, at number ten, we have um, the player with the highest recorded winning percentage in Fight Club League history. Wow, when you uh, put it that way. Yeah, Alex C. Um, swiftly, Etn Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have to change his team name after the yeah brutal injury news today. Um, already taking advantage of both. IR spots legally. The CD <laughs> Lamb on on the COVID list and ETN now on injured reserve. Um, Tough got start. Some, got some roster spots to fill right away. Um, yeah, I think this this ranking um, is a little bit indicative of things that have happened since the draft. One, losing ETN, and two, I even think the DeAndre Swift news has been a little bit worse from the draft now looking like he's going to miss week one and who knows if that's yeah. longer um and then uh cd lamb going into the covid protocols i'm not sure when that news hit but but yeah. not heading in the right direction for this team and it's not like they had strong running back depth to start with um right now he's got leonard fournette in the starting lineup and javante adams for the broncos could be a great pick but you know definitely a big risk so if DeAndre Swift is out, you know, he's only got those two. Those are his only options. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to have to find somebody to put in the flex. I, I think this roster um, is probably not finished. I think on week one it'll look much different. Um, if I'm him, I'm trading one of my wide receivers uh, for some RB depth. Yeah. But the problem is everybody wants RB depth. It's the toughest trade to make. When you have yeah. three or four good receivers, trying to get a running back is always very difficult. So yeah. um, when you look around the league, there's not very many teams that have three good running backs and are willing to give one up. So yeah. could be in a tough position uh, to recover from this. And as for me, I'm just I'm just not a very big Brandon Ayuk fan. I think he's a good mm-hmm. player, but I just think Debo's the number one. Wow. That's why I got him. Interesting. So, But I think he... I think Alex C has some regrettable overpays. I, mm. think, I think he was not thrilled with the price he paid for Devontae Adams. Yeah. And I also think uh, he was not thrilled with the price he paid for Kyle Pitts. Yes. Yes, I think that's happened to a few people in this draft. Uh, Luke Stoltz mentioned a few times that he's like, I've never gotten this person in mock draft. Did not think I would get him, but hey, I'll, yeah. I'll take him. And so I do think that happened. And I also think um, I even was a little bit of a victim of this. Um, there was a lot of deals on wide receivers late. It seemed like even though we were paying a lot for running backs, it really paid off to get two solid, solid running backs and then piece yeah. together your wide receivers a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but I can't say he, again, like we've said at the beginning, he doesn't have a bad team. Um, the injuries are hurting him, but with Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, I think it's a very, very solid team. Yeah, if... Um... And Kyler. We didn't even mention Kyler. If Kyler comes out and he's a top quarterback, um, yeah, he could be a good team as well. Yeah. Um, his award. Alex, his award. You have the best wide receivers. The best wide receiver core in the league. Um, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, congratulations. You can hang that banner uh, next to all your playoff losses. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, who do we got next? Um, Isaac M. Consensus, we actually had a tie um, at 7, 8, and 9. So Isaac M comes in consistency rank number 8. But due to tiebreaker, he dropped to number 9. Mm-hmm. It was a very complicated mathematical formula to get that. But it, yeah. with the numbers, it's telling us that he is 9. Yeah. Um, so... Let's take a look at his roster. We've got Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, Robert Tunyon, Melvin Gordon, and then Tyler Bass and the Chiefs defense rounding out the starting lineup there. 
Um, what are your initial thoughts? Dalvin Cook is great. Josh Allen is great. Mm-hmm. I think that sets them above. I think there's a small tier break here um, that separates this team from the bottom three teams. Yeah. That combo, Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook, is a deadly combo. Yeah. Um, A.J. Brown should be a great receiver again this year. Um, so that's a nice core. Melvin Gordon in the flex is kind of worrisome. You know, you never know. He could come out and be the top running back and be good, or he could, you know, take a backseat role and right. really be very useful. And I'm just not a big Miles Sanders or Adam Thielen fan. So Yeah, I, I had a similar thought. I was thinking it Dalvin, the Stallion, and Scrubs for me. Yeah. Um, so I agree. Miles Sanders, I had him last year in some leagues, just did not get it done for me. Um, I do think he's going to have the volume. I mean, he is the back there, but he's just kind of struggled to produce. Um, and I agree with Adam Thielen. I do think, even though you mentioned not liking Justin Jefferson, I do think that the the balance has shifted uh, for good to where Justin Jefferson's going to be the one and Thielen is going to be the two in an offense where they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, which I'm just actually now realizing he has Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Yeah. So he's really betting on that Minnesota offense mm-hmm. um, to do good this year. And then A.J. Brown is one of those guys that, you know, these are my rankings. In my opinion, I didn't like him, but um, I definitely think he has a lot of talent. But this year with Julio coming to town, Derrick Henry requiring a lot of carries, I just think if the Titans' offense isn't great, it's going to be hard for all of the pieces to be good. And I see A.J. Brown being one of the players taking a back seat um, yeah. in fantasy points there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And let me give you an award for Isaac. Um, for Isaac, I've got best late-round receiver. I think Darnell Mooney was a steal. Um, just ask Ben Pompelli. He is going to break out. Um, I even remember watching games last year with Ben, watching the Bears, and every time Mooney was out there, he just has something special. So I'm I'm seeing a big year from Mooney, um, and maybe that'll help. We're you know we're saying Adam Thielen, we don't like him, blah blah blah. Maybe Mooney, you just plug in there, and then you don't have to worry about your your wide receiver too. So that's what I've got for Isaac. All right, what do we got next? We've got number next eight, Griffin. Griffin F, your number eight. Also tied for number eight. Oh, by the way, I think you had Isaac at 10. I had him at 6, I think, right? Yes. And so that made the consensus 8. We both had Griffin at 8. So yes. this is the true number 8, which is why we had to put him at number 8. Yes. Um, so Griffin is a number 8 in both of our rankings, so we're consistent here. Um, so Griffin has maybe the deepest team in the league. Um, from top to bottom, he has a lot of good players. My biggest critique is that he doesn't have very many elite players and arguably maybe only one like that I would regard as truly elite player in Antonio Gibson Um, and even him in most drafts is a second round pick uh, in a snake draft so as even though his bench is looking really really good um, I'm a little worried that he's not going to be able to utilize the waiver wire because he can't drop anyone to pick up someone else that's true um Yep, right now he's got two tight ends. Um, his bench is pretty solid. I mean, maybe he could drop Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. To pick up somebody. But Edmonds, Gaskin, and Galladay are all too good to be sitting on the waiver wire. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't um, – J.K. Dobbins, as Griffin would say, not a pass catcher. Still mm-hmm. paid up to get him. And I, But I guess he should – have somewhat of a monopoly on that uh, Ravens running attack with Lamar and yeah. J.K. Dobbins, although it's going to be brutal when Gus Edwards gets touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, Mike Evans kind of worries me a little bit now that Antonio Brown is going to be there for the whole season. Yeah. He was inconsistent, touchdown dependent, um, but you know during the second half of the year, there's a lot of statistics that show that Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans were all pretty similar as far as targets and production. So, yeah, so that'll be interesting to watch there. Um, what what award do I have? Oh, this is obvious for Griffin. We have the best bench, um, and maybe that's another thing where Griffin is the person that can trade um, 
with Cook. He does have Gaskin, Edmonds, Gibson, Dobbins. I mean, that's yeah. four starting running backs. Um, and maybe he can bundle those together and upgrade to another position at the wide receiver position, um, which would make both teams better. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Edmonds, um, mm. as noted. Yeah. Yeah. And he does have, we haven't mentioned Claypool. Um, yeah. I think Claypool and Evans are similar in the fact that they're both in a three wide receiver uh, group. Um, and it's really anybody's guess who's going to be the breakout on both of those teams. Um, so he could be sitting pretty if Claypool and Evans are the lead uh, pass catchers in both those offenses. Or it could look a little rough if they both are second or third um, on their teams. Yeah. Yeah, so he might be the best team to withstand some injuries. That that too, yeah. He's pretty much injury-proof. I mean, bringing in Kenny Galladay off the bench and then Gaskin and Edmonds, uh, he's going to be able to withstand injuries and also be there if other teams have injuries and are forced to trade. He has yeah. that depth that he can give up. So it may not be a surprise then if you know we've got him at number eight based on roster. But, I mean, if he ends up you know in the playoffs – because other teams should get worse from injuries. Players are going to get injured. Yeah. So he's injury proof. Wouldn't be too surprised to see him, you know, in the middle of the pack in the playoff hunt as the season rolls on. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Number seven in our consensus rankings is Evan S. Um, I had him at seven. He had himself at nine. Um, to break the tie, we took my ranking because his would be biased, so that's why he's at seven. Yeah. Um, so we've got Evan here at seven. Let's take a look at your roster here. Um, from what I'm remembering as I'm scrolling over here. I just feel like I need to prove myself. That's why I have myself mm. at number nine. I love my team, obviously. I would have ranked him, you know, unbiasedly, maybe, you know, three, four. But I've done that in the past. And then my team ends up being terrible. So, <laughs> so you've learned from your past mistakes. Yeah. Um, so I will say, from my perspective, Aaron Jones was the running back who wasn't in the top three or four that I wanted. Um, looking back, I wish I would have paid up. But at the time, I thought all the running backs were being overvalued. Yeah. Um, but looking back, I don't think he was overvalued. I think he was at a good price. 56. Um, I don't see much of a difference, honestly, with him – and then Kamara and Dalvin, I see him a little bit behind those guys. Um, but I think it's going to be a great offense. The only thing that hurts him is Devontae Adams in the red zone seems to, for whatever reason, get a ton of looks, and that takes away from him yeah. and his touchdown upside. But a great running back on a great offense is always yeah. something you want. And no Jamal Williams this year. Yeah. So I really like that. Uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is a good player. A.J. Dillon may be good too, but... You know, maybe they'll be forced to use Aaron Jones a little bit more than they have in the past. Yeah. Um, and then your wide receivers, you don't have one of those first or second round wide receivers. Ken Allen, I think, might be borderline second round. But you have two that probably are getting taken in the third. Um, so two solid wide receivers mixed with one great running back and then one running back who should be getting a ton of volume, um, even though it's on a bad offense. Should still be seeing a lot of touches. Um, and then I like your bench. So you've got uh, LaVisca Chenault and Damian Harris, two late-round targets of mine that I did not get to um, pay up for. And then Antonio Brown. I mean, you still got to bet on the talent Yeah. at this point. Um, you know Tom Brady's going to throw the ball to whoever's open. So overall, I think it's a pretty balanced roster. I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of upside. And I think Noah Fant... Might have been a little bit of a homer pick, but maybe you've been yeah. following the beat reporters, hearing some good things. Um, I've just always believed in him, and mm. he's an amazing athlete. Tight ends usually take a few years before they break out. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming into year three, and he dealt with a lot of injuries last year, um, which I think hindered his breakout. And I'm hoping that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the, the quarterback. Mm. And if he is, I think that's better for the tight end. The tight end and just all the pass catchers, really, because I think he's better than Drew Locke. But, um, and we can't forget Justin Tucker. Yep, Justin Tucker. Uh, haven't changed my name yet. Not sure if I will. 
Um, but, yeah. Um, what, are, what are the odds you think that Trey Lance starts week one? Well, considering I have Trey Lance in the other league, um, I like his chances. Maybe not for week one, but I think within the first four games he'll be starting. And I see him as maybe Jalen Hurts 2.0. Yeah. Um, I think he's a better runner, and then we'll see how the arm looks. Um, not that I've watched a lot of Trey Lance tape, but <laughs> that's what I've read and have heard on podcasts is that Trey Lance is looking good. Um, that one throw I saw him make in the preseason was great. Yes, yes. So I'm basing all my analysis on one throw and some podcasts I've listened to. But I like the upside of Trey Lance, um, especially when you can get him for 3 bucks, and who knows what he's going to turn into. But overall, I think you've got a very balanced roster. My award for you is best wide receiver value. Um, I think for the prices you paid for Cup and Keenan Allen, you're getting the most out of those auction dollars there I agree. at wide receiver. And I would throw Debo in as well. Yeah. See, I'm not as big on Debo, but I, I would agree maybe for the value. He's always great. He just gets injured. Yeah. I did hear that – so everybody – makes fun of Juju that he catches all of his passes right at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. But his average depth of target is like four yards deeper down the field than Debo. Debo's a very short – he's almost a running back um, with all those end rounds and jet sweeps. But he's so good at it. But he is good at it, and we'll see if him and IU can coexist. Yeah, I'll definitely win week one. I don't think so. For those of you who aren't familiar, I'm playing Evan Week 1, and I'm going to crush him because I'm ahead of him in the power rankings. Um, Jalen Hurts has a great matchup Week 1 against Atlanta. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Um, we're officially out of the back half. Yep. So now every team we're talking about from now on is above average. Or Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So next on our consensus rankings is Kevin at number 6. Yep. Um. So Kevin has an interesting team. Um, I think he benefited from the Travis Etienne injury way more than Cook was even hurt by it. Yeah. Um, Etienne was always someone I was iffy on if he was going to be able to take over James Robinson. Um, they did pay up for him in the draft, first-round pick, but James Robinson was just so good last year. Yeah. And sometimes once you prove it on the field, it's tough to someone to take your job. So anyways... James Robinson. Liked him. He's got Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, DJ Moore, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, and then at the quarterback, he's got Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. Um, And then currently, he has Mike Davis in his flex, but I'm assuming that's going to change to James Robinson once that situation's all finalized. Yeah, I didn't realize I had to move Kevin up a few spots um, from my original ranking because I didn't realize he had James Robinson. That three-headed monster, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, and James Robinson is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but so with those incredible running backs, I think the reason we still have them a little bit lower is the wide receivers. Um, and just for my taste, I was not, not really a big DJ Moore guy um, and then also not really a big Odell Beckham yeah. Um fan um and then also of the elite running backs Derrick Henry was my least favorite not that he's not still one of the top five running backs but um as they pointed out on some podcasts I listened to it takes a 2,000 yard season and tons of touchdowns for him to even be in the top five yeah um because he doesn't catch passes at all and so unless he recreates one of the best rushing years of all time he's not going to be in the top five Mm -hmm. um so those are the negatives from my perspective on his team. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the receivers. I'm not a fan of his bench receivers either. You know, maybe there's some upside with Cortland Sutton, but typically coming back from a brutal knee injury, players get off to slow starts and you know, usually they don't regain their full form until the next season after that. Um does have a good tight end, Mark Andrews. Mhm. So overall, like all of his other um, areas are good. He may end up having to stream a quarterback week one if Dak's not ready to go. Yeah, Who knows? that's true. That's true. But yeah, overall, I think he's got a, a good roster. Definitely strong RBs. Um, but I think there's just a little bit of separation between 
him and then these five remaining teams um, that we're going to get to. But my award for Kevin is the steal of the draft. We didn't know it was was a steal at the time, but James Robinson for, I think it was like $6, um, getting a starting running back. It's brutal. uh, That's huge for Kevin um, and really jumped him up the rankings um, with what before that would have probably been a team closer to the 8, 9, 10 range, um, at least according to our rankings. So biggest steal of the draft, Kevin Wallace, congratulations. Um, Moving on, number five. Who we got? Patrick P., the consensus, 4.5. Nice. Yeah, my rankings, I had Patrick at 4. You had him at 5. Landing here at 5. Let's see what his roster is. Cooking with Gaskin still. He needs to update that name, right? He doesn't have Gaskin anymore. Yeah, Gaskin. Maybe cooking with Kamara. Mm, That would be good. Um, So he's got Kamara, Mostert, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, George Kittle, Devin Singletary, um, and Tannehill is the QB. What are your yeah. thoughts? Um, it's a pretty good lineup. The flex is a little weak, and I don't see yeah. a good replacement anywhere on his bench. Um, the big variable, I would say, is Mostert. If he retains the starting job, this is going to be a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, if he gets overtaken or injured, you know, then he'll have a couple holes in that lineup. But I love George Kittle. love Hopkins. Robinson's... You know, fine. Um, Kamara's great, and I think Tannehill is a decent quarterback. So yeah, I think why I've got him this high um, is I look at the RBs and the wide receivers, and I that that's a a very good three, almost four um, group there with Kamara, Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and then you kind of put Mostert in there halfway if he's got the starting job, and then you add Kittle. On top of that, yeah, that's the difference maker to have Kittle at the tight end and still have a respectable running back and wide receiver mm-hmm. group. Um, I think that's the difference that puts Patrick up here a little bit higher. Um, and I think Tannehill is uh, someone that I can't figure out if I'm really high on him or if I think he's going to be just like he was every other year. Um, having Julio and AJ Brown, you would think it would be another big year from Tannehill. Um, so that could be a steal there at QB. Uh, only time will tell. But I think really the difference maker here is Kittle. But I agree, the Devin Singletary, I'm not excited about him yeah. in the flex. Um, I think that's a t- running back by committee. Him and Zach Moss will both be back there a lot. So some weeks you may get lucky, some weeks you won't. Yeah. Um, you can definitely p- tell he paid up for his top players. And he's got a great core. And I think it worked out. Yeah. But he's sacrificed some depth, whereas some other yeah. teams like Griffin's team opted for more depth. I will say Pittman is a name I keep hearing that, that people are liking around Indianapolis. So um, if he does take off, if Carson Wentz comes back to be the Carson Wentz of old, maybe he can slide him into the flex. Um, but as a Carson Wentz dynasty owner, I'm very nervous. Um, not sure how he's going to do. I hope it's the Carson Wentz of old, uh, but we'll see. Back, so Back with Frank Reich. Yeah, back with the guy who, you know, took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, he was hurt, but. All right. Who do we got next? It... Oh, wait, not in an award, right? Mm-hmm. All right, this one's a little bit of a stretch, but I think it's, I think it's a good one. Um, for Patrick, I've got the best back half of the draft. And really, it's more more than the back half. It's like really the back two-thirds. Um, but as I'm pulling it up here, Patrick spent a ton of money on, I think, his top three or four picks. I'm pulling it up here. I remember he paid a lot for Allen Robinson. Yes. I think it was $34. So his top four picks, Camara was 63 Kittle was 35 Hopkins was 37 Allen Robinson was 32 So that's... Like $160, $170 just on four players. Mm-hmm. And I think, for the most part, to be able to fill out a full roster after going that hard on four players is pretty impressive. Getting Mostert for 10 bucks, Pittman for 3 I mean, even though we kind of hate it on Singletary, I mean, 5 bucks isn't terrible. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of being able to round out your roster after going that hard on the, the top yeah. four, um, I think Mostert is impressive. For 10. That hurts. I wish I had gotten him. Yeah, and I think that's where everyone spent so much at the beginning that 
it's those middle tier players that you really saw value. Um, so yeah, Patrick, best back half slash back two thirds of the draft for him. All right, next on the list, number four, Luke Stoltz. Um, in my rankings, I had him at six. Evan had him at three. Yeah. Um, Actually, consensus ranked tied with Patrick P at four point five. Yes. So we decided to go with him at number four. Yeah, we agreed. Based on tiebreaker. Yeah, based on the mathematical tiebreaker formula, um, Luke was above him at four. And so, looking at Luke's team, um, I kind of mentioned his team a little bit already. Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley, both great running backs. Again, they aren't the running backs that I'm excited about. Um, Mostly just because of Saquon's injury and the Giants' offense. I mean, is he going to be as good as all those other elite running backs? And then Jonathan Taylor, I actually have to kind of take that back a little bit. I was a little more nervous when Carson Wentz was looking to miss 5 to 12 weeks. Now that he's coming back, maybe the offense will still be good. Um, He has all the talent in the world, good offensive line, you know. um, Naeem Hines. But Naeem Hines. I had Jonathan Taylor last year. Very frustrating the first half of the year. Really, the first two thirds to three fourths of the year is right at the end that he started to pick it up. Um, if he's the Jonathan Taylor from the last few weeks of the season, it's a great pick. If he kind of reverts back to losing all his goal line touches to Naheem Hines for no reason, uh, it could look like an overpay um, in hindsight. Yeah. Um, got what was uh, begrudgingly got Russell Wilson. He begrudgingly got Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, I think. Did not expect to get either of those yeah. players. But that's a good stack. Um, yeah. I know there's been a lot of inconsistency in Seattle, both from Russell Wilson and then Lockett and Metcalf. Yeah. You never know when they're going to have a good game, it seems like, or oh. if they're going to go three weeks and only have a few passing touchdowns. Um, but there's other weeks where they go nuts. So I think this is a very volatile team. I know exactly what caused the Tell me. Well, the first half last year, the Seahawks' defense was horrible. Mm. And then they, um, I think what, they traded for Jamal Adams, right? Yeah. And then they had um, some other player who missed the first half of the year. One of their good players, I can't remember his name. So but basically they weren't on, gunslinging On it. the defensive line. But then they, uh, yeah, they basically added two pro bowlers to their defense halfway through the season. And their defense got... A lot better. Mm. So the scoring in their games came down. They weren't playing catch up as much, throwing the ball a ton. And uh, Russell Wilson and the receivers fell off a cliff. Interesting so analysis. I really think, you know, going into this year, I didn't do any research, but you should really be looking at if the Seahawks are going to have a good defense. If they're going to have a good defense, then maybe you undervalue those guys a little bit more than the consensus if you think their defense is going to be bad then you should get them yeah so basically Luke Stoltz is just really hoping for some Seattle defense injuries and this team will be great but I mean we still have him at four so we really like his team I think Hawkinson is great um I like Deontay Johnson and DK Metcalf they're both really solid also like Corey Davis from the Jets um you wouldn't think a Jets wide receiver would be a good pick but it seems like he's going to get every single target from Zach Wilson um, and then his his uh, bench has some potential there um, Gus Edwards like we mentioned if he starts getting a lot of goal line work if Dobbins goes down he could be a great great running back um, and then Tevin Coleman is looking to be, be in the mix in the backfield for the Jets so um, overall pretty good team here yeah um, I had him per- I had this team pretty high number three I think the big thing for me was I like Jonathan Taylor I think he's a good player and Saquon Barkley and DK Metcalf but I really liked the um, uh, kind of under the radar players maybe that um, more some people aren't familiar with like Deontay Johnson who knows if Ben even knows who he is yet (laughs) Um, but I also really like Corey Davis yeah. He uh top pick in the draft. Um, you know, never lived up to potential, but then has kind of gotten a little better in the last couple of years. Maybe he just needed a change of scenery. Maybe he's gonna have a breakout season. I could see that happening. Could see a big, you know, t- 
top 20 finish for him this year, potentially. Yeah, and um, along with that, is Zach Wilson a good QB? Maybe. If the answer is yes, and it, it seems like in the preseason he's at least decent, yeah. um, that'll definitely help because I think that's always held back Jets yeah. receivers for a pretty long time. So, I agree. And then, oh, did I give my award? Yeah, no, okay. Luke's award, um, best tight end steal of the draft. TJ Hawkinson, I think for the price, I think there's a chance he could be right outside those top three. Uh, of Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey, uh, and he got him for probably a third of the price. Fifteen. Oh, yeah, it, it might. It was a, a pretty good price um, if you believe that the Hockeys is going to break out, which I do. So, tight end steal the draft to Luke S. All right, um, number three. Who do we have? Alex T. Alex T. Um, I think Alex T, on some of the big data that we saw, spent some of the most of his budget on the starting lineup of anyone, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and you can see just by scrolling through his roster that he had to pay up to get this good roster. Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, and Calvin Ridley. Those three right there are yeah. very, very solid. Um, and then Robert Woods is always reliable. Um, paid up for him also. A little bit higher than what you would have expected, I think. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I think Robert Woods is a good receiver to pair with this team. He's maybe not going to have huge, huge weeks, but he's at least somewhat consistent. And when you have Chubb, Eckler, and Ridley, you just need to not throw up some goose eggs, and yeah. you're going to have a pretty good team. I don't know. Uh, Sean McVay of the Flying Coach podcast said mm. the fans were just going to air it out. Wow. So... Robert Woods could be a great pick. Yeah. I hope they do. That's why I got Cooper Cup. Man. So. Insider info here. And they've got a, uh, you know, I think a big quarterback upgrade from Stafford. from Yes. To Stafford. For sure. Um, so Robert Woods could be a good pick here. And he's got that stack with Stafford and Woods. Um, got a $1 Goddard. He got a $1 Goddard. I'm not a big Goddard fan, <laughs> but for $1, I mean. <laughs> might as well. You might as well. He's. Got just as much potential as any of the tight ends in that range uh, that people might have paid more for. And then T. Higgins. Um, another thing I didn't mention about Eric's team, but I should have, is I am so far out on Jamar Chase. Yeah. Um, I would not – I don't know if I would roster Jamar Chase really? as of right now. You'd drop him to the waivers? Uh, I don't know if I'd do that just because of public perception, but just yeah. internally yeah. I, I think I would. Um all the reports out of Bengals camp have been pretty bad, and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are both good receivers. T. Higgins is really good. And T. Higgins is really good. Um, so I like that pickup from Alex. I mean, to have his five of running backs, receivers, and flex, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, T. Higgins. Yeah. That is really solid. Um, he's and, got a nice stack, too. And he's got Stafford. another nice stack. Stafford Woods. Stafford Woods. Um, and then his bench, I'm not loving it. Um, but honestly, when your starters are that good, it doesn't really matter. But I do think that he has some risk here. He may be three now, but he would be just one or two injuries away from being yeah. maybe the last team. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, if I had to rank the stacks, I'd definitely take Ben Pease, Mahomes, Kelsey. Then I'd probably take... Um, Luke's, Russell yeah. Wilson, and DK Metcalf. But this one might be my favorite one because neither of his stacked players are his best players. Yeah. So he's going to have these great players who should perform every week, but then if Robert Woods has a 100-yard touchdown game, then you know that's going to make his team go up to a whole other level. Right, absolutely. So I think this is a very well-constructed starting lineup. I'd say the only risk is the bench and injuries, but you could say that about pretty much all these teams. So... Can't knock him too hard there, and that's why he's at number three. Um, and my award for Alex T is best RBs. Uh, I think Chubb and Eckler um, for the starting running backs is about as good as you can get. Yeah. Um, neither of them are those top five, top four running backs, but I think they're both right in that next tier. Um, maybe just slightly below Aaron Jones, but kind of in that same yeah. tier there. I think I would take Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon. Oh, you would? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. 
All right, moving on. Um, number two, it's yours truly. It's Connor F. Um, I was second in my own rankings and second in Evan's rankings, so unanimous. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. Um, I've got to get off this screen right here because I don't have my own roster. Yeah. Uh, but I know it by heart. So, starting at the top, we got Justin Sherbert, Najee Harris, Chris Carson, Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Mike Gesicki, Chris Godwin, um, and then my kicker is on IR. But, you know, we're really hoping he gets back out there for week one. Um, and then defenses got Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Um, so I'll let you start off with your thoughts. Uh, yeah, my favorite part of this team is the receivers. Um, I think Tyree Kill is great. Uh, I think Terry McLaurin is also great. And then Chris Godwin, I think, is a great third flex receiver. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the Buccaneers receivers, there's three, but they're all going to have good games. So it's kind of nice that you, that you have two receivers who are better and should be more consistent. Um, and then big fan of Najee. I think he's going to be probably one of the best running backs, top ten. Um, and Chris Carson is, you know, one of the last running backs before the running back tiers really fall off. Right. So he should get a lot of carries, a lot of touchdowns, and, you know, just a good, solid RB2. Yep. And so I think my team falls very close to Alex Tisvers as far as we have a good starting lineup. But if injuries happen, I'm definitely a little worried um, mm-hmm. about how I'm going to recover from that. Probably would have to break up and trade Tyreek Hill or somebody – to split them up into smaller pieces. But um, only regrets in the draft, Justin Herbert. He's a good player, and I don't mind paying $11 for him, but all the other steals that came at the quarterback position, definitely an overpay there. Um, And and then I would say tight end, not paying up for a tight end. If I could have used some of that money from Herbert to have someone other than Gesicki or Lance Thomas, that would have been nice. Yeah, same – those are my only two problems is, you know, could be hurting at tight end. And then who knows, Herbert, great rookie season, could have a sophomore slump. Absolutely. Um, so. I do think the good thing, well, if I had not paid anything for Herbert, it would have been good because I think there's yeah. plenty of good quarterbacks on the waiver wire right now that you could start. Oh, yeah. um, Big Ben, I think, is still a great starter. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Um, is Lawrence. I think, I think so. you could take a swing with Trevor Lawrence. So I think the teams that didn't pay up for quarterback um, are going to be just fine this year. Yeah, uh, you can kind of figure that out also as you go. Love to have Lamar Jackson though for under twenty dollars. Yes, that that was a good value. A lot of good QB values in this draft. Yeah. But uh, yeah, from my perspective, Najee Harris. Um, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, so you know I already like him. But I do think Mike Tomlin has shown that. He goes with a, a back for all three downs, um, and that's the way they prefer to run the offense. You think Le'Veon Bell, he was always out there. James Conner, when he was healthy, was always out there. Benny Snell, when he was the guy, he's pretty much always out there. So I think Najee's going to get every opportunity to be good, and I'm hoping Big Ben's got one more year left in him to where the offense will still be uh, pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, the receivers is what I'm happy with. I like the receivers. Um and I was able to barely round out my running back uh, core there before the the tier of running back really fell off. But my bench is frustrating me. It's it's looking rough. So I'm I'm ready to be scouring the waiver wire once the season starts. Yeah. Um, and so my award, I gave myself the best five, and so that's the best running backs, wide receivers, and flex. Um, so that that's is. Important. Harris, Carson, Hill, McLaurin, Godwin. All right, moving on to number one. I bet you guys can never guess who this is. Uh, it's Davis B, number one. Um, looking at his roster here, you can take it away. Yeah, unanimous number one, which uh, we should mention. We put these lists together completely separately. So uh, pretty telling that he was number one in both of our uh, rankings. Uh you know, started with Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. You know, based on all the um, 
websites and guides and whatnot got a good value on them. Yes. 71. Usually on the sleeper box, it was going up to like 80. Um, and then um, I think his receivers, he got pretty good deals on those too. Diggs, Cooper, and Lockett. You mm-hmm. know, not the best receiving core, but definitely a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really like Tom Brady. Daryl Henderson should be decent, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he paid up for McCaffrey, but I think every other player on his roster he got a good value on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, when you do get McCaffrey, you're not going to have you're not going to have all the big names and McCaffrey. Um, but he did get Diggs, another guy that could be the number one wide receiver this year. Um, and then I think Cooper and Lockett were great values yeah. for where they went, and so was Daryl Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, so paying up for McCaffrey worked out for him because he didn't, you know, end up having a bad roster due to that. He was able to make it work. Yeah. Um, but I would say tight end is a concern. Yeah. If he's got an Achilles heel, for me it would be Irv Smith. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Um, I'm somewhat of a fan. I think he can break out now that Kyle Rudolph is gone, but. Hmm. Um, you know, the uh, fantasy football community doesn't seem to agree with me, but, you know, he's one of those players where I'm sure he spent a dollar on him. If first week or two he does nothing, he can just trash him and pick up someone else. Yeah. So, so it should be solid. But, yeah, great roster from him. Um, it has the potential to have the number one running back and the number one receiver on yeah. the same team. and Could be. That is... A deadly combo. And I think Tom Brady's going to have a monster year. So you think he's got the number one QB on his roster? No, not number one. Man, this team would be perfect if he had gone after Gronk. Is Gronk on the waivers? Yes. He is? Yeah. Oh, that's a big big stack that yeah. he could be having. I mean, if, if you're going to yeah, if you're gonna have a $1 tight end, you might as well go with the one that's paired with your QB, Davis. Yeah. Um, so, sorry to the rest of the league for helping out the best team get even better, but... Um, he probably won't listen, though. No. So. No. Irv Smith's probably going to be the breakout tight end of the year, and Davis will win the championship in a runaway. But yeah. that's what we've got. Um, his award is pretty self-explanatory. It's the best team and the best player. Uh, yeah. Getting McCaffrey and having the best team, uh, that's why he's number one in our rankings. So that's what we've got. Um we're just checking the podcast here to make sure we're still recording. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> terrible. Fifty-two, 52 minutes. Fifty-two minutes in. That's perfect. Yeah. A nice hour-long podcast for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. Um, so how are we feeling about this year? Feeling pretty good. Um, you know, my only complaint is doing the draft so early. Now we've got a couple of injuries. Yeah. We'll probably have several more before the season rolls around. But uh, I also just hate waiting. Hate waiting that we have the draft and now we've got to wait three weeks before the first football I action. All day at work today, I was just looking at my phone, <laughs> looking at lineups, sending out trades. I think between my two leagues, I've sent out eight or nine trades today. Wow. Um, probably all of them would have been mistakes if they were accepted by yeah. the other person. I probably was overthinking it too much, but it's just so much fun. But I don't know if I can keep this up for two or three more weeks before yeah, the season starts. It definitely stinks. I sent out one trade offer for Travis Etienne before the news broke, and I'm glad that it did. Let's get the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, as I'm known to do, I went directly to Pro Football Doc's uh, website. Yep. Looked up uh, Travis Etienne, and, and he said that he thinks he might be back. You know, early in the season. Yeah. So I put a trade offer out, Philip Lindsay, and five fab dollars yep. for Travis Etienne. I told him I was going to rescind it soon, and he didn't act. I rescinded it, and uh, then the news broke, so glad that I didn't leave it sitting out there. Do you think Pro Football Doc is slipping a little bit? You know, he's definitely um, been off the mark a few times. I think overall he's got good accuracy, but you can definitely, if you know what you're looking at, um, you know, you can sometimes tell when he messes up. Yeah. I'm not sure what's causing him to uh, make these mistakes. Do you think it's his big ego? Do you think he just think he's he's above It could reproach? be. Yeah, could be. Um, I think maybe he said something about how, you know, he was waiting for some more angles of the shot. But, I mean, just a this, bunch of excuses. This orthopedic, you know, surgeon that Alex Cook knows, 
was able to diagnose it, you know, yeah. more accurately. I don't know. Yeah. Um, slipping. And I mentioned this in the groupie, but to get a little bit more into it, I also sent Alex Cook a trade offer. Hmm. Um, it was a verbal trade offer, or I should say over text. I offered him Michael Carter for Travis Etienne straight up. And he said, send it to me, and I'll take a look at it. <laughs> and I said, no, because if the news breaks, I don't want it out there, and then you accept it before I can cancel it. And so I didn't send it, and then time passed. The ETN news broke, and the trade was no longer on the table. Yeah. But uh, that's two trades that Alex Cook could have had, yeah. um, and at least had something for ETN. But uh, stuff to know about injuries, yeah. how it's going to go. Tough to know. Tough to know. But um, let's take a real quick look at the divisions and just see how we think those are going to shake out. All right. Um, let's see here. All right. Should we pick our divisions? Uh, division winners? Yeah, just real quick. Yeah, where'd you go to look at the divisions? Uh, go to league. League. It should be like the third tab. Yeah, one league. And then just scroll down. All right. Okay. Got it. All right. In the first division... We've got Evan, Isaac, Alex Tisber, and myself. Um, so the rankings would say it's between me and Tisber. Um, yeah. I think we, we were both in the top half, and you and Isaac were both in the back half. Um, I'm going to pick Alex Tisber. Um, I have myself ahead of him in the rankings, but I won last year. There's going to be a little yeah. bit of regression to the mean. Alex Tisber lost to the championship game. He's hungry. He's ready, so I'm going to pick Alex Tisber. All right. Um, I'm going to pick myself just because. Nice. Well, uh, you know, I admittedly put myself at nine. I think I'm a great manager, and I'm going to manage my team uh, throughout the season the best, and I think I'll come away with a division championship. Do you think that this new humble attitude could be the key to success? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe. But maybe. All right. Division two, we've got Kevin Wallace, Eric Johnson, Luke Saltz, Patrick. Who you got? Well, I know who I'm not picking, and that's Eric. Yep. Um, Three other solid teams in that division with him. Yeah. And his team's good, too. But Well, let's be honest. You know, year over year, you could say that we lost two of the worst managers in the league. Yeah. Luke and Mark. And, you know, I'd put Eric right there in that same category. The stats two, that we have on the TV would back it up. The stats that we have is two jiggy suit appearances for Eric, one for Mark, one for Luke. Like, those are all the uh, yeah suit appearances. So He's got a lot to prove. This is a big year for Eric Johnson. It is. I mean, if he is at the bottom of the barrel again, I mean, we're just going to keep him there. And, yeah. You know, that's it, just it'll just be a fact. Yep. So who are you um, picking? Who am I picking? Um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Patrick. I think nice. he breaks out this year. Yeah, we started right. to see it. Does he, does he have the Alvin coat? No, no, he has Kamara. Never mind. But Kamara's good too. Um, I'm gonna pick Kevin. Oh. Um, I think he's got some moves to make. We've seen from the stats, Kevin is a very consistent manager. Um. He doesn't have very many bust weeks. And I would think with this team, that's going to be another um, common theme here. And so I think week in and week out, Kevin's going to put up solid numbers, enough to um, get him through. And also, he's got some moves to make with the four solid running backs. Yeah. So I think the improvement from the roster there might give him just enough to get that's over true. the edge. Yeah. All right. Um, tickle that taint. <laughs> um. Hmm. Gruff McGruff, Alex Cook, Davis Berrios, yeah. and Benny Pump. I mean, this is an easy one. I've got to pick Davis. Yeah, uh, Davis. Based on our rankings, this is probably the most imbalanced division. Yeah. Davis at one. And then Cook those three at, in the bottom yeah. four. Probably. Griffin at eight is the next highest. Yeah. And Cook at ten, Ben at twelve. So this should be a runaway. Yeah. I don't even think it'll be close. Yeah. Um, Davis just has a powerhouse team. Um, I could see the... Maybe Ben takes a game off him with a yeah. Mahomes-Kelsey stack. I see that. Um, and then maybe Griff gets a game at the end of the season against them once his team has weathered the injuries and other teams maybe haven't. But I don't see Cook beating Davis, and I don't see either of them beating Davis twice.
twice. Yeah. So I'm gonna give the division. We're both gonna give the division there to Davis. So our our division winners: Davis unanimous, Kevin and Patrick. We were split, and then Tiz and Evan for the other division. 